This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Opposition Preview po- uh, Podcast. We've got um, Dan from That Millwall Podcast on today. Obviously, this episode is sponsored by uh, the Old Zoological Bar in Hull and King Fisher Fish and Chips. Uh, so, Dan, how are you before we uh, get, get into Millwall season? Yeah, yeah, I'm very good, Matt. Very good. Weekend's nearly upon us, so can't be much better than that. Like a little Thursday night. Aye, and the, se- and the 900 weeks of January are finally over. We've actually reached February. Ah, uh, no, um, yeah, but- Thoughts go out to anyone who did dry January can actually have a drink tonight. I'm a, I, I didn't participate, but uh, if you did, fair play. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done dry January. <laughs> um, but yeah, year, why would you want to make it any worse? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so obviously, um, Millwall um, had a very good season last season. Um, doesn't seem to be uh, the case this season. So, um, what what were your expectations before the season started, and are you about where you expected to be? Below where I expected us to be at this point, we are usually a bit stronger in the second half of the season, to be honest, but I still think we are underachieving a little bit. But I have to take into consideration a couple of factors. Firstly, in the summer, we lost our chairman. John Berylson died in a car crash, which was um, completely unexpected, came out of the blue. So I think that kind of um, changed the plans over the summer quite drastically. We also changed manager. We did have Gary Rowett and we're now uh, managed by Joe Edwards, our new head coach. So it's this season, I think at the start of the season, most of us would have liked to have been in and around that playoff pusher game. But I think pretty much every single Millwall fans resigned themselves. This is going to be a transitional season, getting used to Joe Edwards' style of football. And hopefully we just don't get sucked too much into a relegation battle. I'm not too panicked. I think the bottom four teams in the championship this year are really, really poor. Like arguably the worst four we're going to see for a while, to be honest. So I'm actually not too panicked about that at the moment. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. I think um, most of the teams down that probably would have found themselves in a relegation fight this season might might just be safe from that this year. Um, but yeah, I, I had a I had a quick look at Millwall's form. I think it was three wins from the last fourteen. 
So like you say, you 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 were in around the playoffs last season. You probably expected to be up and around there this season. So, um, and and obviously Gary Rowe was sacked, and like you said, he's been replaced. But what 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 went wrong then? So 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 why did Millwall fall from such grace? I just think with Rowett, he just ran out of road. I don't think there's anything really more to it. I think realistically, he should probably have gone in the summer after what happened in that final game of the season against Blackburn last season being 3-1 up at half-time, going on to lose 4-3 and not making the playoffs. I think at that point, he probably should have gone. I've had I've had four cracks at getting this group of players in the playoffs. We haven't managed to do it. Um, and I think now, to be honest, it's probably the right time for someone else to have a crack because it's a decent group of players. Maybe he was going to do that. Maybe it was influenced by the chairman passing away that he decided to stay on for a little bit more continuity just to help the club rather than leave us in a really, really tricky state. So if, if it is due to that, then obviously fair play to him. Um, but fans very quickly this season grew tired of, of the style of football. I think Rowett's football is known for not being the, the most entertaining. We weren't scoring goals. Our home form, which was always usually so good and the Den's always been a place to be feared. It's actually one, one of the worst home records in the league so far this season. Um, and some of our transfer business in the summer has ended up being a little bit underwhelming. Like Alan Campbell came in, Luton fans gave him really good reviews. He's been absolutely woeful for us. Um, Brian Longman, who we've got online from Hull, he's, um, he's he tries hard, but I think that's, that's I was, probably yeah, bad. I was I was going to say because I can never fault his work rate and commitment. But I think to be honest, since he's played for us, he's been played as a right wing back, a right back, a left wing back, a left back a right midfielder, a left midfielder, a centre-attacking midfielder and a striker. So maybe there's a reason why he can't find any consistency. And that might be the reason, to be completely honest. Yeah, I mean, one of the lads on our podcast, it it was a thing where he absolutely loved Longman. And it was, I don't know if it, it, we still don't know if it's ironic. Nathaniel usually does these previews. Um, But when when we first signed Ryan Longman on loan from Brighton a few years ago, um, his first six months where he, he was a great player um really really good like he, he'd score weldies he, he looked skillful he took his man on he was direct and then it kind of all went pear-shaped after we signed him permanently um and he never really re- recaptured that form and it was it was a shame because he was a young player and you're thinking you know players that young are going to have that inconsistency in the game um he just needed to improve on his final product and and do a bit more when he got in and around the box because he was quite handy at scoring from outside the box but he yeah. didn't really get into the box that often so um yeah when when we sent him out on loan i mean at the end of the day we were we were choosing to play center midfielders out 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 wide instead of him so he really did fall down the pecking order and his performances did drop a lot and he he wasn't really at the standard of where we've taken this team now um especially with recent signings he's not ever going to get a look in so yeah yeah, it was interesting to 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 obviously because i was going to ask for an update on longman so do you, do, you, do you think that the, the vast majority of Millwall fans are pretty underwhelmed with the Longman signing? Do you think there's any chance he could go there permanently in the summer? Would you welcome that? Uh, I mean, I hope not. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. And as I said, he, he works hard. There's one thing I can never fault with him, and that's his work rate and commitment. And I think that's the big difference we're seeing between um, Gary Rowett's team and a Joe Edwards team. With a Rowett team, it was the players will work hard. You won't have much of the ball. Um, it will be about soaking up the pressure and then hitting them on the counter with plenty of running. But now we're more about trying to have the ball a bit more, trying to play it round a little bit. And Longman just doesn't really fit into that style. As I said, hasn't really had a set position. So maybe in some ways it's not his fault. But yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be one the club are probably going to be looking to turn into a permanent option, at least from our end, to be honest. Mm. 
Yeah, shame really, because I feel like he, he made a little subtle dig in one of his interviews. I, I, I don't know if it was him, Rosino. I would assume it was. Because um, obviously we play a style, a play out from the back system now where he prioritises the short pass rather than, you know, risky passes, that kind of thing. And, and Longman um, said something along the lines of, um, I think it was after he scored. I think he played all right in the first three or four games for Millwall, didn't he? I think he scored and he said something like, yeah, it's okay when, when um, obviously I don't have to go pass it backwards or something like that. Yeah, as you mentioned, he, he scores. He scores the odd world, he doesn't he? But he has a shot like that every game, and majority of them end up near the corner flag or in the upper tier. But he's he's managed to get the one goal so far for us. And to be fair, it was a good goal. It might be our goal of the season so far. But when you take the volume of shots he does from outside the box, a couple are going to go in at some point. <laughs> Even in negative, Dan, I believe that'll be. <laughs> Um, it's funny that because I'd probably be deemed as a negative one amongst us as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Longman, um, obviously not hitting the heights with you guys. Um, but I, I believe you've had a fairly decent January transfer window. I think signings like Tanganga, I think, caught the eye for me. He's a good signing. Obafemi looks like a, a shrewd bit of business if he can it form. Um, yeah. do you think, do you think that this, this month might have set you into a place for a bit of a run now? Possibly, as I said at the start, we are a little bit of a second half of the season team, so there there is a possibility. I think one of the main reasons we may have been able to get players like Tanganga and Oberfemi, I think, is maybe because they haven't had much of a run in their teams this season, so they're probably looking for somewhere where they can come and play fairly regular football. Tanganga didn't play a whole game in the first half of the season. I think Oberfemi had a couple of substitute appearances, both have had injuries. Um, but I think for a, for a club like us, with the budget we've got, I think that's I think they're really really good transfers. Um, and we haven't done anything today. I don't think at this stage there is going to be anything happening. It's seven forty, and we haven't been linked to anyone all day. But we signed um, a young winger from Morecambe yesterday. Adam Mayer is his name. He's really really highly rated. He actually won the um, Northwest Young Footballer of the Year awards, beating like players like Rico Lewis um, to the award. So there's clear he's clearly quite a talented player, and he has came in. We haven't sent him back out on loan. He's came in, I think, to be part of the first team squad. He won't be able to play this weekend, actually, because he's suspended. Um, so he's probably going to fit right in if he's already suspended when, when he joins <laughs> Millwall. So, um, yeah, but that again, I think them three signings, I think a little bit more of a, we've got a little bit more of a pull now having Joe Edwards, given the experience that he has being at Chelsea and the youth set up for such a long time. Um working with Frank Lampard as well at Everton and in the Chelsea first team squad as well. So I think we have a bit more of a pull there now. So maybe that's why we've been able to attract players like Tanganga and Obafemi. Tanganga actually said as well, we worked with Joe Edwards in the England youth setup. So that was a main reason, one of his main reasons for coming to Millwall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A quick shout out. Obviously um, with this is a, this is a bit of a test run. I don't think any of us have done this before. It's a new feature where um as creators, when we're on the same channel, we can kind of stream to multiple destinations. So obviously this is uh, Hull and Back's um, Hull City versus Millwall uh, preview, but it is also streaming to that Millwall podcast, a couple of uh, Facebook and YouTube pages, I believe as well. So any Millwall fans watching, you can feel free to comment. I will stick them up on screen as well. Um, just keep the chat civil. Let's 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 put that on. Going to be in for a world of abuse <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so. When it when it comes to January, like you say, you've got the new manager Joe Edwards. Um, I believe this is his first proper. I mean, I say proper inverted commas job. Um, he's, he's been obviously involved in a lot of the. I think Chelsea and Everton youth. I believe I, I saw in the yeah. England under twenties. Yeah, under um, twenties for a little bit as well. So, what style of football is he incorporating? What what can we expect to see when when you guys come to the MKM on Saturday? 
So he tried. I think he he'll probably be the first to admit he probably ch- tried to change the wheel just a little bit too quickly when he came in. He's now trying to blend the defensive stubbornness we had with Rowett, um, but also try and play out from the back a little bit more. Um, that's not to say that we're going to be the type of team that strings 20 passes between our centre-halves together. We do still want to try and get the ball forwards quickly, um, but we are definitely, rather than get it from back to front as quickly as possible, we are now trying to play through the lines a little bit more. And you can certainly see the patterns of play developing. I think we have taken big strides since he came in. Um, and I think he, well, he won his first game away 4-0 at Sheffield Wednesday, and we all thought we was onto a winner here. And then we had a little bit of a ropey run after that. And then, um, but... Um, performances weren't great and then we've kind of improved we've picked up a little bit recently um, and you know as you said three wins in 14 isn't great but it's we're making a lot of strides in terms of performances I think which is the main thing it's kind of what we're trying to achieve this season and suss out who's going to be good for us next season because I think in the summer there's going to be a fair bit of a squad overhaul to be honest we're going to try and bring in more players that suit the style of football so yeah we're going to we're going to probably be a little bit different from the Millwall that you've probably seen at the MKM in the last few years I would imagine that's okay I mean I did I think I saw that Millwall have committed the most fouls in the championship this season yeah so and we, we still like to play quite aggressively yeah but we're also the most fouled side in the league this season so <laughs> so, so maybe anybody watching if, if you're a better bet responsibly maybe put, yeah. a, put, put something on a red card at some point um, probably he loves a yellow card yeah. so oh, oh, George <laughs> A George Honeyman goal probably would be. Um, <laughs> we, we, we former players always score against us. Yeah, but um, um, just quickly before you move on, I was just going to say yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually go to our um, last game. I was working on Saturday, so I couldn't go. But after the game, I saw um, a co- I saw a tweet from um, BBC Radio London Sport and the comment that did our game and I think it just kind of summed up where we are perfectly at the moment it was like the old mill aren't there anymore and the new mill hasn't quite arrived yet and I think that kind of sums up this season pretty perfectly to be completely honest yeah I mean it's hard I mean we had similar last season obviously we started the season with uh Shotter Avaladze um he took over from Grant McCann the season before halfway through and obviously with the new ownership he, he decided to change things and we kind of just went hell for leather and had a massive summer transfer window. I mean, we've just had a massive January transfer window, but last, last summer was crazy. I think we brought in like 20 odd players and, um, the style of play was meant to be on the front foot, attractive, you know, lots of goals and saying the fans kind of thing. That's the, that's the new owner's whole ethos. Um, and we, we had far too many injuries to, to our attacking players to a point that we had to actually just say, no, we've got to stop putting goals in because we had the worst, worst defence in the league under Avaladze and then changed to the fifth best defensive side under Rosinia. So it was it was a really good change. But like you say, the the style of play when Rosinia first came in and the, the wanting to play out from the back, the risk taken when the back four and the goalkeeper especially is trying to do these passes, it it can be a bit nerve wracking as a fan. Um, yeah, massively. A lot of fans in the, in, in the crowd as well. I don't know if you've experienced this yet where people sometimes actually aren't happy about the, the, the sideways passes around the back and the shouts of the gate forward, um, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's got to a point now where, obviously, we're like a, a year and a half, well, not a year and a half, a year and a few months into Rosini's reign now where that style of play is really imprinted in and the players seem to get it. Um, we do still concede the odd slop, sloppy pass at the back, but that, I always say, isn't... a isn't the system's fault it was the player's decision making or 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 just you know not putting enough on the pass it's the, it's the player themselves that makes that error if they did the system's perfection it, it really wouldn't concede so 
But I mean, it's it's it is interesting, like you say. Just be a bit patient, maybe with the style of play, and you'll see a bit more for it because it's it's hard. To, I mean, Burnley did it fast. That's probably a good example to use because Burnley went yeah. from Sean Dyche four four two to to Vincent Company's high press um, possession based. He did sixty seventy percent possession every game, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so, do you, do you, so do you think um, if results weren't to pick up, let's say this similar form? Um, continues from now to the end of the season. Do you still think your owners would back your manager into next season, or do you think you'd be looking elsewhere? Um, as long as we don't get dragged into that relegation battle, I think we we generally tend to be pretty loyal with our managers. That's one thing that Mill have often been praised for the loyalty to the man. Well, at least we were under our former chairman, and I'm um, our new chairman's his son, so I'm assuming we're going to follow in um, a similar kind of fashion. So yeah, unless we're um, in two months' time, unless we are like right in that relegation dogfight with them bottom four teams, I do think that this has certainly been a appointment for the long term. So we are going to be looking to back Edwards. I think he probably would have came in with some reassurances over the budget as well. Um, I don't think we're close to breaching any FFP. Um, and I think there probably will be a couple of sales of players in the summer. So potentially someone like Zian Fleming, who we had bids for last summer, hasn't quite hit the heights this season. Um, but Based on his track record, I think there's still the capability there to get a decent fee for him that could be reinvested into a couple of players if we do our scouting properly. So, yeah, I think we are more than likely going to absolutely do our best to stick with Edwards. But as I said, if it gets to like this stage in two months and we're in that relegation dogfight, I think if he hasn't got a club by then, you have to pick up the phone to Neil Warnock. Mm, yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's quite a few uh, good managers still without a job. I mean, there's John Eustace still knocking about somewhere as well. And yeah, I mean how he lost his job at Birmingham was crazy in the first place, but that that's a whole entirely different thing. Um, yes, I do agree with this comment. Um, refs have been absolutely dreadful this season. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that again, we could put a, a whole episode on, on yeah. the ineptitude of the officials at this level. Um, but yeah, let's, so let's get, so what is, what's the Millwall perspective on us this season then? So obviously we, I feel like we're a completely different animal to what we were that last season. I feel like when the season started, you know, we weren't really in anybody's um, thoughts for maybe a top six push, but especially given the last um, transfer window that's that's closing pretty soon, um, we've probably jumped up in people's estimation. So what kind of game are you expecting when you come? I'm expecting a tough game. I think, well, last season we lost 1-0 up at the MKM. I didn't go to that one, but it was um, one in our running where we just hit terrible form at completely the wrong time last season, which helped to derail our, our playoff push. Um, but I know that was a difficult game. Is um well, I don't. Am I right in saying Terry won't be back for the weekends? He's still he won't be. No, yeah, he's in the quarterfinals. Yeah, at least that's that's one bonus at least. But then if you've got uh, Zaruri coming in, which I'm led to believe, I don't know if it's been announced, but I've certainly read on social media. It seems like a done deal. Um, obviously Cavallio is someone who scares me a lot, given how well he did when he played. Um, in this league for Fulham a couple of seasons ago and he's now gone away, played with Liverpool, played with RB Leipzig. So you can only imagine he's developed a little bit more. Philogene had an absolute worldie at the den and then you've also got the other Adama Traore as well. Um, so He's think... also AFCON. Oh, is he also AFCON? Okay, interesting. So presumably, would it be Regan Slater in the midfield? It'll be Slater and Martin, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good defensive. That's still pretty good, decent midfield partnership, to be honest. So... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I was starting to get a little bit confident there for a minute and then you just pulled out <laughs> them two names. So, um, yeah, I think I think Connor said it there. It's a very, very good transfer window, to be honest. I think it has kind of taken a lot of people by surprise. But in the championship, if you get these chances where the league's so tight and you're, you're in the chance, I do think you've got to go for it. I think maybe that was part of our undoing last season. Um, in January last season, we only signed two players, both right at the end of the window, and both weren't our first target, uh, first choice targets in Oli Burke and Duncan Watmore. Um, and both, I think, failed to flatter to the sea, to be honest. I think we saw flashes from both of them, but nowhere near what we needed to be able to uh, sustain the playoff push second half of the season. So, yeah, I think, I don't think many Millwall fans or many potentially many other championship fans will disagree with me saying Hull have probably had the best January window on paper just about how it translates to on the pitch yeah i mean it is it's it's probably i mean we we, we kind of sit and we see i mean we had you know a, a few torrid years under the alarms towards the end and um you know it's nice to see you know we've got capacity crowds back in the stadium again twenty thousand plus um every week pretty much um away crowds i think we've just sold out of rotherham it look, it's looking like we're going to sell out of huddersfield you know we've got some phenomenal talent that that I just like a club like Hull City. You do, you just as a fan, and you're yeah. thinking we shouldn't be signing these players. I mean, yeah, it's 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 testament really to the owner who's just he's he's so charismatic, he's so ambitious, he he knows full well what he wants to do. He, he's back in Rosinia, who's one of the most young and up, brightest managers that's coming up. He's he's got an ideology that the fans can get behind. He's got a connection to the city. It just all seems to be not yeah, to make anybody watching this a little bit jealous. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but. but it, it just all seems to be going, everyone's pulling in the same direction and, and the trajectory, you know, when you look at a club and you, you know, from an outside or a neutral perspective, maybe you look at them and go, I feel like they're either stagnating or they're going backwards. But I feel like if people would look at us and going, they're only heading in one direction at the minute. Um, but like you say, it's it's getting these signings now to bed in and, and match fitness. Because I mean, right, our big, big issue has been that we've not really had a natural left back all season because we signed Ruben Vinagra last summer. Uh, well, in the summer, and he's just been an absolute sick note all season, which is probably what we should have expected with his injury record. Yeah. Um, and we've now brought in Ryan Giles, so it's kind of like yeah, we've, quite we've, an we've, yeah. So you know, he got eleven assists last season. So in yeah. terms of offensive fullback, you know, we've added a, a, another creator onto the pitch. Like you say, you got Seri still to come back. We've got Philogene Cavalio and Zorori potentially is is the. <laughs> the, the front three behind, yeah. you know, and Aaron Connolly are the, the new signing Ohio. I mean, the lap yeah. is a huge miss because he's been yeah, phenomenal, he's, but he's, he's out for three months. Good, he? I, he was one that we, we always seemed to get linked to and never got, but at the start of the season, he had kind of had two underwhelming loan spells in the championship last season. Mm. So when he went to Hull at the start of this season, I was like, he was underwhelming last season. Whenever I've watched him this season, he's been really, really good. And he's added a few more goals to his game as well. Um, 
So yeah, I'm quite glad he's going to be missing the game. But another one as well, like Scott, when Scott Twine got recalled, I was like, oh well, like that could be quite fatal to be honest for a team's playoff push. And then you go and replace him with a player Canalia. that's so, so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Scott Twine one was bizarre because. He came, we tried to get him at the beginning of last season um, and he ended up choosing Burnley instead, which, you know, they probably offered him high wages, can't blame him. He then got quite a long-term injury. I think he was out for a few months and he missed the majority of the season, didn't come, didn't make his first few Burnley appearances till they'd pretty much already won it towards the end. And when he came to us on loan, it was kind of like, oh, he wants to come here now. You know, he said he, he really liked the plan, the, um, what the manager was doing, everything like that. And he came with so much hype and he was just underwhelming. Um, sometimes it happens. I mean, we did play him out of position quite often. And I think that's probably what Burnley ended up saying. That That's why they recalled him. Because because of injury, I mean, he's definitely naturally a number 10. But we kept having to play him out on the left because you know, got a long-term injury um, just after you guys. It was QPR not long after you guys. that He, he yeah. got out for a few weeks. And yeah, I mean, I can understand it. He's, he's going to go to Bristol and play in his favoured position and, and we've freed up a loan spot and brought in Fabio Cavallio. So at the end of the day... At the end of the day, you're not, the winners there, aren't you? Yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too disappointed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, Millwall squad, have what, what, give me two or three players that we should be looking out for. Who's your key, your key dangers? Um, I'll say Brooke Norton Cuffey on the right. He's, he's on loan to us from Arsenal. Had a bit of time last season with Rotherham and Coventry, but he's developed quite a lot this season again another one who's really benefited from joe edwards coming in um so yeah i think he's going to go on to have a really good career but he's got plenty of pace and he's a really direct dribbler which is something we quite often miss so i think he's definitely someone to watch um i've got to pick zian fleming he sco- he did score at the weekend he has a habit of scoring against preston i think he scored six yeah, goals seen, yeah. four games against them so if we play preston every week we'd probably win the league um <laughs> and he'd probably win the ballon d'or so um yeah i'll probably <laughs> I'll probably pick him and then um, I'll go for Casper Denor in centre mid. I'm hoping he's going to make a comeback to the team this weekend because he's enough, he was been out for long term injury um, and he's just getting back to fitness. I think probably now he's had a couple of minutes off the bench in the last few games. So I think they're probably going to look to get him back into the start 11. But I do think he's our best midfielder when we get on the ball in terms of someone who can get the ball from the defence and get us moving forwards. Um, I think he, I might, I might, I might be over emphasise how good he is here but I think I do think he is up there actually one of the better midfielders in the league he's got pedigree in the Champions League as well which kind of mm. speaks volumes about how good he is so yeah I think they're, they're probably the, the three main players I would say for Millwall Alright okay I mean the Denar one is interesting because I have seen people mention him but he's one of those it doesn't really get clipped online or you see people talking about him which I think fans prefer un- under the yeah. radar kind of um, you don't you don't want other teams sniffing around how good he is. I mean, yeah, like we've, exactly. we've kind of we've gone from under the radar pre December to absolutely yeah. in the spotlight now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our season's changed a bit. Um, but yeah, so um, Millwall's. I mean, we've already touched on like Joe Edwards' style of play and everything like that. So do do you think? Because our problem is we really struggle when a team sort of sits deep. Um, if you sit deep and limit space, especially in the middle. Um, we really struggle to break teams down. I mean, most teams do, but but we seem to, especially, we, we, we just seem to lack that end product, um, that final ball. Um, it, it tends to just sort of wither away a bit. Um, we prefer it when teams come on to us and then, you know, try and attack us, exploit the space on the counter-attack, 
that's where we're best. Um, which version of Millwall do you think we're going to see? I do think when we don't have the ball, we will sit in at times. I think it might be a similar mm. kind of performance uh, that we've been away against Bristol City and we, we did get a 1-0 win that day with a late goal. Um, I think it's going to be a similar kind of performance to one like that. And But then when we do get the ball, we do try and attack in, in numbers and we do play the ball around a little bit. So I think when we don't have the ball, we're definitely going to be sitting in, trying to keep it tight, trying to keep it compact. Um, but I do think then when we get the ball, we will try and move it quickly, try and be expansive. Um, I do like Giles, but like whenever I've watched him, I do think for a defender particularly, I don't think he's massively switched on. And I think playing in Luton's system, he got found out a little bit. Um, playing in Borough's system last season was fine. And I do think your style of football is a lot more similar to the Borough system last season than it was the Luton style. But maybe that might be something we're looking to exploit, given how high he's likely to play up the pitch. Yeah, no, that's a valid point because um, a lot of the Middlesbrough fans have said the same, that, you know, absolutely fantastic going forwards, but maybe a bit vulnerable defensively. I mean, it, for me, I mean, the, the system that Rosini has tried to incorporate when we've played this season, we, we, we tend to push one or if not both of the fullbacks as high up the pitch as we possibly can. Um, and then obviously uh, one of the midfielders sitting deep and the other fullback dropping in and making it essentially a back three. Um, so I think the prop, the plan probably will be, um, given the signings we made, that Coyle would would probably drop and sit alongside yeah. Jones and Greaves and let Giles push on and, and, and contribute at the right end of the pitch where I don't think Rosini is looking for a, a left-back who defends. He was looking for a bit of creativity and another spark because we, we were missing, like I said, that end product and he hopefully gives us that because um, yeah. he'll be playing on, on the same side as Philogene, um, I would imagine. So it's, it's yeah. a bit of a monstrous left-hand side. It's quite a lively combination, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever your right-back's in is for a busy day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly touch on George Honeyman because I feel like there's some City fans watching this that, that might be a bit mad if I didn't because he, he was a really good player here. Uh, Key part of us getting um, the League One title, um, you know, one of our best players easily in the championship as well. And then when he, after the takeover, um, he left for you guys not soon after. Um, how has he been for you since? I, I get the feeling that he's been a bit underwhelming. A little bit. I think in the last few games, we've seen a bit more of the best of him because he's probably been played in his best position which I, I do think his best position is... in We generally play a 4 2 three, one. I think his best position is in, just in front of the defence in, in that two. Yeah. But quite often for us, he's been played as a winger. When we played um, like a 5 3 two of an attacking midfielder under out, he would often play as the attacking midfielder. But I do think in the defensive midfield in a 4 2 three, one, that seems to have been his best position so far. Um, so I think recently we've seen the best of him. Um but in a way, a bit, a bit like Longman, I feel like the reason we haven't seen the best of him is just because of the um, the lack of square consistency. Pegs, square pegs and round yeah, holes. Square, sort of square thing. pegs and round holes, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think he's a really good player. And when he, I think he is a little bit of a fan favourite just because of his tenacity and doesn't hold back mm. and stuff like that. I think whole fans can relate to that. He's definitely not one to shirk a challenge, is he? No, no, definitely not. I mean, we, we he's definitely, I think for me, he's a box-to-box midfielder. Like you say, he's better when he sits deep. And then when you've got the ball, he pushes on and tries to contribute an attack. But it's his delivery as well. He's set pieces and everything. I think he got 14 assists in League One for us with set pieces. And and it's no coincidence that when he left, our set piece goals dropped. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we got signed Scott Twine, who was apparently a set piece specialist. He really wasn't. 
so yeah, it, it hasn't really picked up. So, but yeah, it's been interesting seeing obviously Honeyman at Millwall because, like I said, when I have seen him play, as he, he's been on the right wing or something like that, and I don't think he has the pace for something like a yeah, winger he's, role. Yeah, um, he's played that. We tried Rowett tried to make him into a wing back when Rowett wanted to play a five at the back mm. at the start of the season as well, but um. Well, I mean, he got in, he got injured in the first game of pre-season, so we never really saw saw him that much. So, um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, Hoody, uh, Roman Esse is, I believe, who he's meaning there. We was actually rumored to be in for him on uh, yeah. deadline. Don't think that ever really amounted to anything. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I mean, I remember really... him playing coming on against us before. He's a young, excited player, isn't he? Yeah, he's um he's been playing really well in the England youth setups. He's shown flashes in the first team Browett seemed to favour him more than Edwards which I think is interesting considering Edwards experience working with youth players that he's struggled a bit more for game time um, there was talk of him going out on loan but um, the journalist we get a lot of our information off said that the club don't feel any suitable loan offers have been made so I think there probably was interest um, but they're clearly happy to keep him in and around the squad I do think that it's probably quite a good decision. I do feel like we've seen flashes. He scored the winning goal way at Middlesbrough, and we can see quite a lot of the time that he does when he um, what he can do when he comes on. But I do think he's best position. He's going to naturally find himself playing as a number ten rather than a winger. And at the moment, it is quite hard to dislodge Ian Fleming, even though he hasn't quite been as good as he can be this season. He's um, quite hard to dislodge him. He is still generally the main man that we go to quite a lot of the time. Um, but I think he's a top player and I do think he will go on to have a very, very good career. Um, whether he'll start at the weekend, I don't know. He got 45 minutes off the bench against Preston because of Longman's injury. Um, and Longman wouldn't have been able to play this weekend anyway. So there's every chance he could get some more game time, I reckon. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, I imagine Alan Campbell's not brilliant from the comment. Uh, no, very much one of those that's flattered to deceive. He's on loan with us from Luton, and Luton fans really hyped him up. We thought we've got a really good sign, and he's been he's been woeful, to be completely honest. Uh, mm. He's ended up now as about our fifth choice centre midfielder, and taken up a loan spot, which, as you know, are quite valuable. To be honest, we could probably we could yeah, do yeah. like a, a winger to go into that loan slot, um, and that would take away all of George Honeyman's winger responsibilities, even though they've been reduced. Um, but yeah, he's unfortunately we're what three hours away from the deadline. There was a little bit of talk around lunchtime that he might go, but nothing's came of it since, unless something's just happened at eight o'clock when I uh, and I haven't checked my phone. Um, yeah, so well, I'm gonna could be a welcome surprise when you come off. Yeah, so no, I'm gonna imagine that he's uh, he's gonna be with us the rest of the season. So um, probably about as much as you guys want Longman then uh, is the answer to that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, Saturday, are you going to the game? I'm not. No, I went on a night out at the start of January, and the money I put aside for the train, I spent all of it instead. So, it's fair. I feel like fair. it might be a wise decision come 5 p.m. Saturday, though. To be <laughs> uh, okay, then. So, I, I guess the only thing left um, is for score predictions. Um, and by the sounds of it, you don't sound very confident. So, no, um, I'm not just based on the pedigree of the players that you bought in. To be completely honest, as I said, we're still in that transitional phase. Um, I mean, I'd be absolutely delighted with a point, and because I have the reputation of being negative, I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna say we will get a point when we when we played Hull earlier in the season at the Den. There, it was a kind of a weird game because we were really good for 15 minutes, and then you was really good for the rest of the first half, and then second half we absolutely dominated. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird kind of game, and I felt unlucky. One of the few games where I felt unlucky that we didn't get the three points earlier this season, actually. Um, so maybe I'm I'm going to go for a draw and maybe come some kind of similar pattern. I'm I'm going to go for another one-one back-to-back one-ones for us. 
Um, I think you might go. I think you guys might take the lead, but then I think we might get a set piece goal or something like that. We haven't scored from a set piece for a while now, to, so it might be time. To be fair, one one is probably it's it's one of the safest bets in a game regarding us, um, especially in the last two years. One one's probably been the most seen result. Um, but in saying that, we do tend to go one nil down and then bring okay. it back. Um, we, we, I think we've got the second most points from losing positions this season. There was a, jo- a running joke at the beginning of the season, especially when we were struggling to win at home, where it did every game was just a copy and paste. It was we'd start the game really slowly, yeah. um, you know, we, we didn't really sort of force the issue whatsoever. A lot of possession did nothing with it, and then we'd concede a really soft goal, and then second half would come out a completely different team, bring it back, and draw or win. Um, yeah, we, and it we, would happen we like clockwork quite quickly, actually. We do, we do tend to try and fly up the blocks a little bit, but the only problem is our players don't really have the fitness to be able to maintain that kind of style of play um, for much more than kind of about 20, 25 minutes. So that's when we generally tend to get picked off. I think that's probably what happened actually in the first half of the den earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So going on that then, I'm going, to, I'm going to probably think that maybe with some new signings added in there and not much understanding between the players that we might start quite slowly. Millwall will go for it, a bit of smash and grab. But I think it'll be, I'm going to go 2-1 us, but with Millwall taking the lead and us bringing it back in the second okay. half, a bit of a, okay. bit of a reverse for, for, the, uh, for the den, but obviously with a win instead of a draw. But yeah, no, uh, thanks for coming on, Dan. Yeah, it's been a really nice chat. I hear about Millwall season and, and uh, everything that's going on and hope that Longman gets better for you after dislocated his shoulder because apparently our players do WWE oh. in training so it's the second right, dislocated okay. shoulder we've had in a month in training so I've got a cheeky 2-0 from Tigers on top there yeah I mean with Longman it's, it's like, like we said earlier he was a frustrating player but there's potential there so I mean our, our, his best performances for us came when he was a wing back definitely um, we played him He's... and Keen Lewis Potter as a wing backs in a 3-5-2 his best performance, he's had two standout games for us. One of them was against Rotherham, which I don't think that's really worth shouting about, to be completely honest. He played <laughs> left wing back that day. And then he had a good game against Middlesbrough the other week when he played. We played on the right-hand side for about an hour, right midfield, and I thought he had a really good game. And then he switched to the left and just looked completely lost. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, we've always said, I've always said he looks better on his natural side. Yeah, right foot, right side, he gets to the byline and crosses he always, him. He always looks a bit lost, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah. So cheers for coming on. So it was a 1 1 prediction from you, a 2 1 prediction from me. Um, And yeah, so the game's on Saturday. Cheers for joining us. Remember, this is the To Hull and Back podcast. So all the Millwall fans watching, this was our episode. If you're wondering why there's tiger stripes in the background and everything like that, it was a little test thing with that Millwall podcast that's obviously streaming out to their destinations too. Um, But cheers for everybody that has been watching and commenting along, especially Millwall fans. Nice of you to be very nice to me. I was expecting maybe a bit more abuse than I got so it's been okay uh, and cheers again for joining Dan and we will see you next time on the uh, for hopefully uh, a positive result to talk about on Sunday for the regular episode see you later everybody Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.